This is a free download from Delancey Ealing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Ealing Church building at LeBanks, St Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelan.co.uk. when you see the balloons and the flags and all the other things and the fantastic music that we've had this morning all of that is just a celebration of what God triggered by saying Pentecost Day was the birthday now you may or may not have picked up too much on the, on the reading but I want to refer to that as well because the reading was very much about what the church really meant what was God doing on that day when he created Pentecost what was God really doing? Well, what God was doing was putting people like you and me, some odd people together, and making them work, making them function. Why? Because he had a greater message to take out to the world. And he didn't choose scholars that had studied for years. He didn't choose the the most theologically trained people. He chose people like you and me to go out there and he gave us the power to go and do it. So we don't need to sit in church and think to ourselves that we haven't got that power, that must be the person sat over there because they're special. That's not the case. Every one of you is special to God and is empowered by God through that day of Pentecost and through the Holy Spirit that flows in this place and flows through you when you give God the space in your heart to do that. That is what is special about Pentecost and I get quite excited already started, getting excited about the fact that God cares about us that much that he wants to do that for us individually. He doesn't just throw it out there and it's like, catch it if you like, it's individually. You know, I'm seeing a few people nodding already and it's lovely because people catch this individually. God's power, you know when it comes on you, you know when it's with you. You know something that might have frightened you before suddenly doesn't frighten you anymore because God's got something to say through it. God's already said, you've got that victory because you stand there with my power. God's power. You don't stand there by yourself. You don't stand there as Joe Bloggs. You stand there as Joe Bloggs with the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a completely different thing. And today I'm here to tell you that right now, right now I'm here to tell you that God isn't giving up on anyone. We've sort of sung it in the the song this morning, but I'll tell you now, if you've been praying for somebody for years and years and years and they haven't yet come to God, I'll tell you one person who hasn't given up on them, and that's God himself. He still wants that person in this church family. Not this church family, his church family. It hasn't got to be here. It can be anywhere. But God will never give up on any person. He's got something to say to every person. And so maybe you are part of that exercise, if you like, of getting that word to that person. But maybe God's got a different plan too. So you're praying 
Much as you might feel it's going nowhere, just keep praying, just keep going, because God doesn't give up on anyone, ever. Now I'd agree that in today's world it's not easy being a Christian, is it? There's a lot of things going on in this world that don't sit very well with Christian beliefs. And we try and we look at the Bible and we look at uh, you know, advice that we get and it's difficult sometimes to understand quite what we should be doing given that it doesn't sit too well. But you know, we must concentrate on what we've got to do. God gives us all something to do and we must really concentrate on that and not try and rescue the whole world in one go. There's only one person can do that and that's God. And we've got to concentrate on the bit that God gives us and really focus on that. And a bit like this morning, if you put your heart and your soul into just that bit, God will do the rest. We've got to really believe that when we pray, when we send a message out, when we talk to people, we've got to really believe ourselves that that is with the power of God. And I believe it is. I really, truly believe it is. We can get trapped, I think, in in this position where we think that the world that we live in today is so different, so difficult, that we live in these unbelievably troublesome times, so different to what everybody else has been through in history. And actually, we're here for a, a whisker of a time, aren't we? When you look at it in the grand scheme of things, we're here and gone before you'd believe it. Pause for a minute to consider that time when Jesus did come to the world and you were, if you like, in that lifetime. He teaches you amazing things. He performs miracles in front of you. He's telling you, you can have that same power. He fights the biggest human rights issue ever seen. He does all those things and then he disappears. He goes. But just as he promised, he comes back. And he fulfills that part of the teaching by coming back. And on Pentecost, he confirms you have that power. He further confirms that you have that power. There is nothing that he's done, amazing as it is, to talk about the story of Jesus and what he did. He is saying, you have that power because he's brought it to that. It's the best birthday gift you could possibly get, isn't it? the power of the Holy Spirit to work in your life. I think, though, that God knows that we're easily distracted. I think he knows that we're used to giving one prayer and assuming that that will be it. It will be done. And I kind of wrote this this very quick prayer. Um, Maybe you'll recognise it, maybe you won't, but I was sort of half half joking but not really because there's a message in it Um, there is a a serious side to it but you know I I thought about maybe some of our prayers you know you're you're busy, we're all busy we've got busy lives, we've got things to do and I thought about um, how sometimes our prayer can go a little bit wrong so this prayer was kind of um, God I've got to fit this prayer in before I go out tonight, I've got a whole list of things I've got to do, I've got to put my makeup on, I've got to put this red shirt on, I've got to do all these strange, strange things. 
before I go out. Uh, so I just thought I'd fit this prayer in, God. I've got, I've got a few minutes before I've got to, do, got to go, so I've just got to fit this. Listen, God, um, a few things, quick. Number one, could you heal little Johnny of, 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 of his cough? It's, it's annoying me. He sits in the back of the car and it annoys me. So could you heal him, please? It's really doing my head in. It's awful. God, could you sort out Auntie Beryl's marriage problem? Because, you know, she keeps phoning me and texting me and everything. And God, could you just do something about it? And God, I'm a little bit short of cash this week. I don't suppose there's any chance at all you could get somebody to pop up with a bit of a gift, could you? You know, an, an, extra, an extra tenner for petrol might be helpful. Oh, oh, by the way, about the car, I really could do with a new one. But could you at least get this one fixed? If not, God, oh, thanks God. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, how are you doing, God? Amen. I've got to go out now. You see, sometimes our prayer can be all one-sided. And okay, I've probably uh, exaggerated that there, but, you know, sometimes our prayer can be more about what we want than actually listening to what God wants. And I believe this day of Pentecost is actually about opening these, shutting this for a minute, and just listening to what God's got to say. Because you imagine that day of Pentecost, these disciples that had been through all the things that they'd been, and they, they must have been horrified when, when uh, Jesus did get crucified and they were thinking, oh, they've trained us for all that and now I'm not going to get used to it because Jesus has gone. I've been left. I don't know if I've got the confidence to, to do what he said. So they were kind of in this period of doubt and then Pentecost came along and what happens, not only is it the birth of the church, but it's exciting because God comes back and reaffirms that, listen... Listen, if you thought that we weren't, weren't filling you with the Holy Spirit and you didn't have that power, I'm telling you, I'm back here, right here, right now, today, to tell you, you have that power. You have that power. Every person is given that gift of that Holy Spirit power to act from that day on. What an amazing birthday present. I think that does more. If we turned our prayers around and did more listening and a bit less talking, we might find actually the power comes to us to solve the problems that we're actually praying for God to pray. And do you know the interesting thing is in Scripture as well, is if you read Scripture, prayers are not just prayers from leaders. I think we're getting caught up in this. You know, as Santa and I do only this morning, we, we get caught up sometimes that sometimes you might think that the leaders need to pray for you. You, person next to you, you are filled with a Holy Spirit power. That is a promise from Pentecost. That's not me. That's not me saying that. That's written in Scripture. So you don't need me to tell you and you don't need us as leaders to be the only ones that pray for you. People sat right next to you right now can pray for you in the Holy Spirit power. Isn't that amazing? And do we always think that? No. I think very often we think, oh, wait to the end of the service, hopefully I might get to speak to somebody and they'll pray for me. Listen, don't wait for the end of the service. Don't wait for those opportunities once every few weeks. Get praying get using the Holy Spirit because I'm concerned that the Holy Spirit power, if we don't use it, there's that saying, don't use it, lose it. 
Listen, we need to engage with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit work as his absolute power because that's where the power of Jesus is. That's the story of Pentecost. That's the, the promise of Pentecost. That's the day of Pentecost, the birth of this church. I think the, the 40 uh, praise in 40 days was fantastic for this church. I don't know if you all agree, but I think it was fantastic. What we saw there for the first time in many years was a real engagement with what God had to say. We were praying, but we were listening. We were praying, but we were listening. Your leadership prayed into so many of those things and, and listened. And I think we really have gained already a, a great benefit from it. What I've personally seen is a greater unity. There's much more unity in the church. Would you not agree? There's much more vision in the church for future things outside the church and today. Would you not agree? There's much more of the Holy Spirit actually steering us. And why has that come? That's come because we have spent time in earnest and honest prayer, time essentially on our knees, letting God speak. It's not all about, you know, what we're saying. It's about what God's saying. It's less about us and more about God. That is a critical thing in a church. If I, as a leader, and I know that Nigel would certainly uh, agree with me on this, and Nicole, if she was here, if I, as a leader, could say one thing that I would give to all of you from the leadership, what that would be is the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn in your heart. To really burn in your heart. So that you actually knew every day when you woke up, so that you knew every day when you went about your business, that at any given point you had that power of the Holy Spirit in your heart to use. So if you spoke out that you didn't feel you were speaking out by yourself, you felt that you were speaking out with the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what we as leadership, I'm sure Nigel would agree, would really want. Why would we really want that? Because I'll tell you now, if we've got that, all the other things fall into line. Healings come from the Holy Spirit. Great teachings come from the Holy Spirit. Miracles come from the Holy Spirit. So we need to catch the Holy Spirit and I can't think of a better day today if you're not thinking that you've got it right now. Today is your day to start catching the Holy Spirit. Start fueling that fire and start lifting your heads and your hearts towards God who's got something really powerful to say and something really powerful to do. See, it's God that will enable you to go way beyond your own ideas of your human expectations. It is God's power that enables you to do that. Nothing else. And I, I, you know, I look at Laurie at the back there and I doubt there's certainly there's nobody older than you, Laurie, is there before I make a mistake? No. I say to you today, he has got something, God has got something to do with Laurie. 
despite his age, he's got something still to do with it. Tomorrow there will be somebody that Laurie meets or something that happens. God is still working in that man today as he would be in the youngest person in this church. This is not anything that one of you can opt out of. The Holy Spirit, God, wants to work through you. So we cannot opt out. We cannot sit on the side and go, oh, it's all right, somebody else will do that. We have got to engage with the Holy Spirit, engage with what he's got to do, and use the power that he promises from Scripture will be there. And I know Laurie would do exactly that, wouldn't you, Laurie? We've seen and heard. You, I said that there'd be colour and I was sort of half joking wearing a red shirt and I apologise I didn't get the right size but that's another matter. I tried to lose three stone in a week and it didn't happen so, you know, it is, it is what it is. I said to Liz, when you iron it, can you just stretch the creases out a bit? But that didn't work either so, anyway, it is what it is. Um, but we've, we've got red balloons uh, red is the colour of Pentecost. It's recognised as the colour of Pentecost, hence, hence the red balloons. And what I wanted to sort of finish with was, you can see that the red balloons, beautiful as they are, done by my own fair hand, they're, they're all flying high, aren't they? Lovely. But there's two that you've probably thought have gone down. Two on the floor. feel quite sorry for them, really, don't you? They're down there. In fact, you can kick them a bit, but they don't go anywhere. Which is a bit sad. My message this morning, this balloon is actually filled with exactly the same as that balloon. Whoop. That won't work. But inside is something else. And the something else is getting in the way. The something else is holding this balloon back. And the something else is stopping this balloon from flying. And I really believe, and I want to leave you with the message, that God wants you to fly like these helium-filled balloons. If I release one of these balloons now, it will fly up to the top of the roof there. If we weren't in this building, it would carry on flying. It would be caught by the wind. And it would go somewhere that the wind takes it. Somewhere that none of us know. But the wind will take it where the wind wants to take it. God wants to take you on that journey. God doesn't want you to be held back by something else that's getting in the way. God doesn't want you to be the balloon that's on the floor. He built you from day one. He built you to fly and soar. And it reminded me when I was preparing of those lovely words about uh, soaring on eagle's wings. And it reminded me of that. And the soaring on eagle's wings if you think about the position that the eagle finds itself in, not only is it enjoying the fact that it can soar on, on the air, 
but it has, as a result, a fantastic view of what's going on down below. It can see its prey from an amazing distance, right? And it can hone in. And I believe God is saying to you today, listen, don't be like that balloon on the floor. Don't allow all the other stuff that's in you to get in my way, to get in between you and me, because I've gifted you the Holy Spirit. I've filled you with all this, and you don't deserve to be down there. I didn't work out a way of doing it, but if I was to empty all the other stuff out of that balloon, that balloon would fly the same as the rest of these. And I want to leave you with this message. And that is, all of you, every single one, deserves to fly. Deserves to be right up there like the eagle. The eagle up there, all his prey, all his if you like, troubles, challenges, whatever, are way below him. You can be like that. The Holy Spirit can take you higher. The Holy Spirit can take you right up there where your feet are well above those issues. The Holy Spirit can empower you to get up there where the wind of the Holy Spirit can take you somewhere that right now you can't sit in your seat and believe you could go. Or even know where that might be because the amazing thing is that God's got different plans for each of us different individual plans they may be here, they might be somewhere else whatever they are, I can tell you you will not be able to imagine them but if you're asking God right now what his plans are he will answer my experience is he will answer but he will answer in his time so I just really encourage you today in this short message just to really engage with the Holy Spirit not allow the Pentecost day to pass you by we've had a fantastic time of worship but we're going to have a few more songs to really engage with the Holy Spirit allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you allow the Holy Spirit to have control over you because he has something special to say to you and somewhere special to take you I don't think it's by any chance, as I've said already, that you are sat here today. God creates engagements. God creates engagements for you to be in places to receive from him at the right time, in the right way. So we're going to ask the musicians to come back. I said in in the... um, earlier on in the service I said about um, athletes being told not to leave anything behind you know, to make sure they cross the line having, if you like, exhausted themselves in, the, in these last few songs just encourage you to exhaust yourself to allow the Holy Spirit to really take that space clear that space in your mind and in your body and in your heart to allow the Holy Spirit to flow into you and take charge of that place. I'd like to really thank the musicians for for what they've done today. I think it's been superb uh, what they've done. But let's just encourage them too 
by making it this, the best worship we've ever seen. Let's, let's give it our all. Let's finish on a high. If you'd like prayer, we'd, we'd love to pray with you this morning. Um, just really go back to what I said though. It's not just leaders praying. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray for the Holy Spirit to invade you and take that space. And we're going to just uh, move amongst you as well and just pray for some people because we, we just feel drawn to pray for some people today as well. So just, just give it your all and let's see what the Holy Spirit's got in store. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.